We're gonna take our Bibles and turn to the book of Psalms. If, uh, if you take your Bible and open to about the middle, uh, you'll probably be pretty close to the book of Psalms. If you end up in Job, then Psalms is the next one over. If you end up in Isaiah, you might wanna flip back toward the front just a little bit. Uh, but Psalms is right there around the middle. It's the, it's the largest uh, or the longest book of the Bible. It has, uh, has uh, 150 uh, psalms in there. The book of Psalms, it, it's, it's a collection of, of the songs uh, that, that Israel would sing uh, back in the, in the Bible days. And uh, some, of these, some of these psalms were, uh, well, all, all of the psalms, they were expressing, they were expressing the, they were an expression of emotion from the hearts of, of God's people. And, uh, and I just love how, how real and, and raw you see, uh, you see David in some of, in some of these Psalms as he's, as he's praying for, uh, praying for God's mercy, as he's praying for, uh, for grace, as he's asking God to, to work on his behalf. And, and sometimes he's asking God to deliver him from his enemies. And he, and he says things like, you know, break their teeth in their mouths, you know, and, uh, David, David was, he was one of us, right? He was, he was human being. And and he had these real uh, these real frustrations and these these real emotions that he uh, dealt with and he and he talked to God about it and you know that's what we ought to do we ought to take our emotions we ought to take our thoughts we ought to take our our burdens our cares and take them to God and and just uh, pour them out before Him and ask Him to to do in us and do through us whatever is going to bring Him honor and glory and what's going to be uh, best for us but as we find the book of Psalms we're going to go to Psalm one seventeen. Psalm 117, uh, this is the shortest of all the Psalms, and it's the shortest book of the Bible, uh, or short, shortest chapter of the Bible, rather. Uh, the shortest chapter of the Bible is Psalm 117. It's just two verses, and uh, we're going we're gonna to read this Psalm, and then we're going to talk about, about uh, worshiping the Lord this morning. He says in Psalm 117, "'O praise the Lord, all ye nations,' Praise him, all you people, for his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you and praise you for your word. I want to thank you that your word is truth. I thank you that we can learn from you and we can, uh, we can grow uh, from what we read in your word as you speak to us. Lord, I pray that this morning your spirit will have free reign in our, in our midst, that you'll speak to each heart and each life. I pray for the enemy to be bound. I pray for the strong man uh, that, uh, that is uh, the principalities and powers that are, that are fighting against you in the spirit realm. I pray that they will be hindered and defeated this morning. Lord, I pray that you would get honor and glory out of everything that takes place in the service today. And most of all, Lord, we pray that, uh, we pray that if there's any that is not saved, as we said before that they'll get saved in the service today. I pray that those of us who, uh, who know you as our Savior, that we'll be drawn closer. And if there's any that is astray, any that is saved, but they've wandered away from a close fellowship with you, I pray that be, by being reminded of your goodness and your grace today, they'll come back into that fellowship where they belong. And Lord, I pray that you'd be glorified in everything. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
the psalmist, uh, the psalmist here, he says, he, he, he encourages us to praise the Lord. He says, praise the Lord, all ye nations, all nations praise him. And uh, I, I love reading through the book of Psalms. If, you're, if you ever uh, experience a time in your life when you're, when you're kind of just, just feels like uh, emotionally, you're just kind of dragging bottom. You ever, you ever been there? Uh, just kind of uh, low in your spirit and kind of down and, and uh, you know, uh, feeling depressed. Hey, get out, the, get out your Bible and open up to the book of Psalms. And, and begin to read, and you'll, you'll come across things like Psalm 1, where he says, blessed is the man, or happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And that just right away to, uh, encourages us to make sure we're living right. Amen? Uh, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, because the Bible says the way of the transgressors is hard. Uh, so he says, uh, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. As you continue reading, you'll, you'll read psalms, uh, uh, you'll read uh, different, uh, different psalms like, uh, like Psalm 100 that says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We're his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Uh, you'll read Psalm like 45 where it says, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore, God hath blessed thee forever. And he's, he's saying, hey, God has just blessed me. Uh, the, David was the king, and he's, he's writing this. He says, God has just blessed me, and I'm ready to just, uh, just sing his praise. I'm ready to shout his praise. I'm ready to tell everybody how wonderful and how great God is. Amen? And that ought to be the testimony of each and every child of God, that we're ready to sing his praise. We're ready to glorify God and to tell others of his goodness. Uh, as we're, we're looking in Psalm 117, if you look back at the psalm immediately before that, uh, this psalm, uh, David says, I love the Lord. Amen. Hey, do you love the Lord this morning? Uh, the Bible says in, in 1 John, we love him because he first loved us. And David said, I love the Lord. But then he goes on to tell some reasons why he loves him. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Aren't you glad that whenever you, whenever you uh, have a burden on your heart, whenever you have cares in your life, that you have somebody that you can call out on? Many times we have friends that are, that are good, close friends, and, and uh, just uh, uh, sometimes friends are so close, they're like family. But even those friends, there are times when those friends are not around, they're not available because of whatever's going on. Hey, there's sometimes that family is not available. They're, uh, they're uh, uh, maybe, maybe far away or whatever, and, and they're not right there with us to be able to, uh, to listen to the cry of our heart. And sometimes, sometimes because somebody is not right there in, in our immediate presence, we don't feel like picking up the phone and calling somebody, but we ought to anyway. But, uh, but I'm glad that even in those times, there's somebody that's there. Is Jesus. David said, I love the Lord because he heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me. 
Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. He said, I called on him. I cried unto the Lord. He heard me. He inclined his ear. He, he tuned his ear to listen to me. He's like, that gives me confidence that no matter what I'm going through, I can always call on God. So I'll call on him as long as I live. Uh, he, he, says, uh, he, he said in Psalm 29, give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord, the beauty of holiness. As we talk about worship this morning, worship is, is essentially responding to God in the way he deserves. So give the Lord the glory due unto his name. Many times people will go into churches and, and, uh, and, and they're there for what they can get out of it. They're, they are there for themselves, but church is not, is, not, is not there for you to see what you can get out of it. Church is there for you to come and to give honor and glory to God. And the Bible tells us to give him the glory that is due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. As we realize his holiness, as we realize his, his righteousness and, and, and how awesome that is, we see how beautiful it is uh, to, to walk in holiness. The Bible tells us that God is so great, he's so powerful, that even the heavens declare the glory of God. As, you, as we look around us uh, each day, we wake up here in, in Southern California, we get to look outside and see the, the clear blue skies and we see the, we see the palm trees there uh, with the, the, the sky as the backdrop or maybe the mountains here. We get to see all of that. How beautiful the creation of God. When we think about all the intricate detail that went into the design, there is absolutely no mistaking that someone had a hand in, do, in creating all of this. When you think about every detail that was just exactly right, we see that God designed creation exactly the way that he wanted it and had every detail exactly right because whenever he created the world, whenever he created uh, water and put it here, whenever he created the land, whenever he created the sky and everything that there is and the plants and all of that. He made it just perfect, the atmosphere perfect, so he could put the crown of his creation on this planet, and that was mankind. God did all of this for us so that, he, so that we could have a place where we could live and we could see all the detail that he put into it and understand that there is a God in heaven. And we can see all of this and know that he cares for us. And as we look up into the skies at night and see the stars and see the vastness of the universe, the heavens declare the glory of God and they show his power. Oh, how wonderful our God, our God is. He says, he says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. There's no mistaking that God did this. In Psalm 8, uh, David says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Have you ever wondered why when, when, people, when people get frustrated, when they get mad, uh, uh, when, when the world gets upset and mad, they use the name of Jesus? They use the name of God and they use it in cursing because there's something special about that name. And the world and the devil hate the name Jesus Christ. 
And so, and so our world is anti-Christ, it's anti-Christian and, and everything we can do, everything that they can do to tear down that name and to disrespect that name they're endeavoring to do, but that doesn't change the holiness of his name. That doesn't change the awesomeness of his name. That doesn't change how wonderful his name is. And the psalmist said, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. He said, "How, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Notice this, he says, when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and stars which thou hast ordained, what is man? What is man that thou art mindful of him? When we begin to think about God and how and all that he has going on and, and, and keeping it all uh, in, in order, keeping it all functioning and, and the, the earth revolving around uh, on its axis and, the, and it rotating, uh, uh, is it rotating and revolving or is it revolving and rotating? Anyway, you know what I'm saying. Uh, it's, it's spinning and it's circling the sun and, uh, and all of these things. God is keeping it in perfect order and perfect harmony. Hey, and he's, get, he's got all that going on and then right now he's got he's got uh, seven and a half almost eight billion people on this earth but but he's concerned about each and every individual when i consider the heavens the work of thy fingers the moon and stars which thou hast ordained what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the brightness of the glory of God. He's the express image of his person, and, and he upholds all things by the word of his power. See, that's how powerful our God is. He doesn't, he doesn't have to go around and, and try to scoop uh, together and find all the right ingredients. He doesn't go to, the hev to heaven's department store and find all the right ingredients to try to put together creation. No, he just speaks and it comes to pass. That's how powerful he is. And while he's keeping all of this going, he's paying attention to you. He's paying attention to me. He knows exactly everything that's going on in your life and in mine. And I want to say like David did, uh, praise the Lord. I want to give God glory. I want to thank the Lord. And I want to say, I love the Lord because he heard me, because he inclined his ear unto me. Therefore, will I praise him as long as I live. It's been said that if our knowledge of God is superficial, our worship is going to be superficial. If we don't have a proper understanding of who God is and what he's like, then our worship is not going to really amount to much. It's not really going to be that that important to us. It's not going to be a major part of our life if we don't truly understand the awesomeness of God. So this morning, I want to encourage you. As we see God revealed through pages of Scripture, as we see Him revealed in creation around us, let's, let us sit in awe and wonder of how, how amazing God is and let's think about his power. Let's think about his goodness. Let's think about his glory. As David continued in Psalm 118, he says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. 
because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say for his, that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let them uh, that fear the Lord now say that his mercy endureth forever. Hey, have you experienced the mercies of God? Have you experienced his goodness? Have you experienced his grace in your life? Hey, his mercy endureth forever. It's not something that he just sprinkles on us now and he's done with us. No, his mercies continue and his mercies continue and his mercies continue each and every day. The Bible tells us here in Psalm 118, he says, verse five, I called upon the Lord in distress and the Lord answered me. He set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore, I shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. He said, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. We so often, we put confidence in ourselves, we put confidence in family, or we put confidence in friends, we put confidence in some, some uh, star or some politician or some person out there, we put confidence in them, even put confidence in pastors, and, and we put confidence in, in people, but God, the Bible says it's better to put your confidence in the Lord, because I'll tell you, man will fail you, but God never will. The Lord Jesus will never, ever, ever, Ever fail you. When we realize that, when we realize his awesomeness, when we realize his power, when we realize the, the faithfulness of God, we're led and we're drawn to worship. Worship is an outward expression of the spiritual attitude of believers properly responding to a gracious God. As you and I properly respond to God uh, in the way he deserves, that is worship. So how do, we, how do we worship? Psalm 117 says, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. So you know what that means? That means, first of all, everybody praise him. Everybody ought to praise the Lord. The Bible says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Are you breathing this morning? Are you breathing? If you can inhale and exhale, hey, you ought to praise the Lord. You ought to give him glory because he granted you the strength. He granted you that breath. He gave you that life, and we ought to praise him. Hey, there are people that are struggling for breath this morning, but even they can praise God. The Bible says, uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus was, was uh, working some miracles and his disciples were glorifying him and they were praising him. And some of the Pharisees and those, that religious crowd came around and said, hey, you, you just need to tell them to be quiet. And Jesus said, I'll tell you, if they stopped, the stones would immediately begin to cry out. Having experienced the grace and mercy of God, having seen his power at work, not only in my life, but in many of your lives, I've witnessed it. I've seen him transforming you and changing you into the person that he desires for you to be. Hey, I don't want a rock doing my praising for me. I don't want the stones to begin to cry out because I didn't praise God. God gave me breath and God gave me life. God has given me eternal life. He's given me life more abundantly and I just want to glorify him. 
I want to bless his holy name because he's good. He deserves our, mercy, our, our praise because his mercy endureth forever. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And then he says, praise ye the Lord. He said, hey, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I'm talking to you. Praise him. Amen. That's what he says here. Praise the Lord. In Psalm, he says, Psalm 68, he says, why leap ye high hills? The, the hills were, uh, as, as the psalmist was, was writing this, he's like, he's like hey, hills, what, what are you rejoicing about? And they said, hey, this is the hill which God desired to dwell in. The hills were excited because God, God had chosen to dwell there among his people in that vicinity. And if the, if, the, if the land is excited about God coming to dwell with his people, how much more should his people, whom God has chosen to dwell with, decide to praise him? Amen? We ought to be leaping. We ought to be shouting. We ought to be lifting our hands. We ought to be glorifying God. Amen? He said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Hey, if, again, do you have breath this morning? Then let me hear you say amen. amen. Can you say praise the, Lord? praise the Lord? Hey, we ought to do that. That ought not to be an abnormality around here. I've been in churches where, where somebody's sitting there, you know, listening, and, and, the, and the preacher is preaching along, or somebody's singing a song, and somebody across the auditorium says, amen, and every eye goes, who said that? It ought not be an abnormality in our midst. We ought to be saying amen. And you might say, well, I, I kind of say it. Well, good. Let's really say it. Amen? Hey, are, we're not ashamed of him. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, talking, about, I'm not talking about having to, having to you know, go crazy or anything like that. But if you're going to go crazy over anything, it ought to be Jesus, right? He's good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. If I'm going to get it, hey, we, went, we went and uh, played softball back to the, the weekend after the 4th of July. A bunch of us got together and went over, and we played against, uh, played some games, uh, some softball there with Grace Baptist over in Corona, and played there in, in Chino, and, and had a great time. And we were excited when somebody hit the ball. We were excited that we didn't strike out, right? And we were excited whenever somebody scored. And we're like, yeah, all right. Hey, when's the last time you got that excited about Jesus? When's the last time you got excited because somebody trusted Jesus as their Savior? When's the last time you said, praise the Lord and glory to God and whoa, because God has done something great in your life? I mean, you might, we might not find whoa in Scripture, but it's somewhere in there in the Greek probably. He says, he says uh, in Luke 19, Jesus, uh, that's where Jesus told him, he said, he said if, if, if these hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. God wants you to praise him. Everybody ought to be praising God. When we come together for worship, uh, when we come together for worship, sometimes, sometimes the atmosphere is going to be solemn. As we sing, what a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. Sometimes it's going to be, it's going to be exci exciting when we sing, Jesus Christ, my living hope. 
It's going to be, it's going to be thrilling and, and just overflowing with joy whenever we're singing these songs. And, and, and we ought to be lifted up in worship, our hearts lifted up in worship to God, and we ought to be praising God. Hey, whenever we're singing, let me encourage you, even if you don't know the songs, we put the words on the screen, stand there and read them. They'll be a real blessing to you. And, and if you know it, start to sing. The Bible doesn't say make a beautiful noise. It says make a joyful noise. And if you've got Jesus in your heart and, you know, and you're reading the words of this song and you mean what it's saying, hey, it's gonna come from a heart of joy. It's gonna come from a heart of gratitude about what God has done for you and you ought to praise him. Don't, don't be an old, old bump on the log and, and just sit there well, like, like it's not some manly thing to sing, you know. Men don't sing, men don't cry, men don't smile, men just stand here in church like this. I got a good word for you, hogwash, right? Uh, because that's not the way that God wants us to be. God wants us to exalt him. God wants us to magnify him. God wants us to freely express to him our, our gratitude. God wants us to freely express to him praise for what he has done for us. If you are a child of God, you've got so many things to praise God for. Let me say this, if you're not a child of God, you've got a reason to praise him this morning. You say, how is that? because you're alive and you have an opportunity to trust him as your savior. Jesus loves you. He said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now, what do we have to praise him for? He says, he says praise him. Notice this, verse two, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. Earlier, we were talking about grace, and I said that grace is when God freely gives us those good things that we don't deserve. A good definition of mercy is when God does not give us the judgment that we do deserve. His mercy and his, his, mercy and his grace are great toward us. The Bible says here, his merciful kindness. Can I, can I just put that in, in some other words for us? God's good. Thinking about the goodness of God and his grace, Paul said, I beseech you, I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. He said, because of God's mercy, because of his goodness, let's just give ourselves to him, to serve him, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Hey, we worship Jesus this morning. Everybody praise him for his mercy, for his, his mercy is, is everlasting, the Bible tells us. Uh, we wanna praise him and we wanna worship him for his merciful kindness. But then, then thirdly, we praise him and we worship him for his, endure, his enduring truth. It says in Psalm 117, verse two, the truth of the Lord endureth forever. See, this is, this is truth that, that's not subject to opinion. This is truth that, is not, that doesn't change with the wind of, of, of uh, society 
whichever wind, uh, whichever direction the wind blows, it doesn't, the truth doesn't change. This is enduring truth, and his truth endures forever. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Why is that important? Because this is truth. His word is truth. We build our lives on his truth. He tells, he tells us believers in Ephesians 6 to stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. When you put on that armor of God, that spiritual armor that he's given us to, to do uh, the battle that we face in, in the, our spiritual lives against, uh, against the, the forces of darkness, the spiritual forces that oppose us, the, one of the main pieces of armor is this belt of truth that holds our lives together. He said, having your loins girt about with truth, let, let the truth of God's word hold your life together. Build your life on the truth of God and his word. And as you, as you, as you under, grow in your understanding of his truth, you'll, you'll grow in your appreciation that his truth endures to all generations. As we think about God and his love, as we think about his power, as we think about his truth, his unchanging truth, as we think about his merciful kindness and all of that, we're drawn to praise him. So in the book of Psalms, as we're going through Psalm 117, and we've seen through many of the Psalms, he's, he's given us uh, some encouragement. He's shown us some reasons and some ways to praise him. He kind of sums up the Psalms in the, the very last one, Psalm 150. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn there to Psalm 150. It's just six verses, but how powerful and how wonderful these are. Psalm 150, he says, praise ye the Lord. Once again, he's telling each person, everybody, praise him. Praise God in his sanctuary. Hey, when you come to church, we ought to praise him. Amen? But that's not the only place we ought to praise him. He says, praise God, uh, praise him in the firmament of his power. Out there amongst his creation, where his power is seen, let's praise him out there. Praise him. Why do we praise him? Praise him for his mighty acts, the things that God has done. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Hey, praise him for who he is and what he's like. Praise him with, how do we praise him? Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. We don't have a trumpet this morning, but, uh, but maybe somebody ought to learn to play the trumpet and we can incorporate that into, into some of our praise, amen? Hey, uh, praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Uh, they, these are instruments that they, that they used in, in that day. Today, these are the, these are the instruments we use uh, in, in, uh, to, in today's society, today's uh, worship services and all of that. And, and I tell you, this computer over here, it's got all kinds of different instruments on it that Noah plays and, and makes, it, makes some beautiful noise, to, uh, beautiful sounds to, to glorify God. And as they're played, he says to, to play uh, and to praise him uh, with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the psaltery and harp, praise him with the timbrel and dance. 
hands, praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Hey, it it, it ought to be an outward show of praise. Now, it ought not to be for others to see. It ought not be necessarily for everybody to see. We're not up here to entertain. Whenever we're singing these songs and I'm playing my bass and Levi's playing the guitar and the keyboards are playing and the cajon's going, hey, we're not up here to entertain you. We're, we're, not a, we're not a band going on the road or anything like that for somebody's entertainment. We, we get together during the week and practice, and even though sometimes it may seem like we don't, but we do practice and, and try to get things just right because we want to honor God. We want to glorify Him. We want to do this not for your entertainment. We want to make it more pleasant and, and easier for you to worship the Lord. I don't want to get up here and be a distraction to you. We want to help it to be easier for you to honor the Lord and glorify the Lord. So we play on the instruments, praise him uh, with, upon the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. And then once again, he says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. You can, you can worship God. You can worship God with an instrument. You can worship God uh, by uh, just your voice. You can worship God in the way that you live. You can worship God because worship is the lifestyle of a believer. As we respond to God in the way that he deserves. So let me encourage you. He's a good God. He's merciful. His mercy endureth forever His truth endureth to all generations. So if you're breathing, let's praise him. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. And I lift my hands in praise to you right now. And I want to bless your name for you are good. You're a great God and we have the privilege of serving you. Lord, I pray that you'd help us this morning to honor you in the way you deserve. Please be glorified in our lives in Jesus' name.